Welcome to the Ladies Enrichment Club Worldwide Talk Show, where we support women in business and service, and we help them to grow their businesses. Today, we have a special guest with us, and she will be introducing herself. Hello, Carla. How are you? Hi. I'm good. And you? I'm good. Thank you, my dear. Uh, when you're ready, we are ready to listen to your story. Sure. So my name is Carla. Uh, I'm from Lebanon and uh, I moved to Abu Dhabi eight years ago uh, to start my uh, career as a uh, clinical dietitian. Uh, I used to work in Lebanon as a medical sales representative uh, for nutritional products. Um, and the market is saturated in Lebanon. So I started applying to GCC and uh, I got my opportunity eight years ago. And uh, this is when I moved here. No families, no friends, just decided to take that leap of faith. Um, and I've been here for eight years uh, working in a clinic. And just recently uh, I founded my own company. It's called V, which means uh, life in French. Um, I mainly focus on uh, lifestyle change uh, through diet or, uh, or eating habits uh, and exercise uh, to uh, mainly encourage people to have healthy eating habits and a healthy lifestyle in general. And uh, usually I take uh, online consultations for my business. Um, and I'm working currently also in a clinic uh, in Abu Dhabi. Oh. You are a busy lady. You are Thank doing you. a lot of, uh, it's good to keep busy and to, especially these days, to eat healthy. It's so important, isn't it? I mean, what we go through, the supplements you take, the food you eat, um, the exercise you get, it's so important. But tell me, um, why did you choose to go from the beginning? Why did you choose to go into this type of business? Um, it, it started as a curiosity when I was a teenager and uh, I just liked a lot of things regarding to how we eat, what we eat, when we eat and uh, how to eat in a healthy way. We've, we've always had that in, uh, at home, like our, my mom cooks healthy food. Uh, I've never liked really like deep fried food or fast food in general. It's not like I started doing that because of my uh, profession or career. Uh, so I always had that mindset of taking care of my body and exercise. Um, and I decided, okay, I'm just gonna start trying it. And I started trying it on myself actually when I was a teenager just shuffling around with my eating habits uh, uh maybe like uh, having uh, less fewer chocolates uh, a week and then this is when i felt the change and it actually really made a big difference and of course when i was at uh, university i didn't have the knowledge yet because i was i hasn't i haven't graduated yet so i was applying it to my family my friends and i started seeing changes in their uh, physique and their energy levels I usually don't like to only focus on the physique because a lot of people would want to mainly like lose weight just for their um, like uh, their physique, how they look. Uh, but for me, it's way more than that. It's more like a preventive measure for the future to prevent us from all those chronic diseases 
cancer, uh, diabetes, hypertension, um, uh, cholesterol. So all these things, I believe that if we take care of our body, then it's gonna be something in return that it's gonna give us. You know, it's it's something that you can always apply to yourself. I mean, it's we need to eat healthy. We need to look healthy in order, you know, not to get chronic diseases. Um, and unfortunately, some of uh, the countries, they live on fast food. You know, um, as a vegetarian, I am a vegetarian. I'm always trying to look at the proteins. and So I'm always searching, you know, for uh, nutrition advice as well. So I'm going to get back to you. We're going <laughs> to have a talk as well. Uh, but it is true. We need to take care of our bodies and we encourage people out there, you know, especially women uh, in business where you feel like you have a lot of stress on yourself. You have lots of deadlines and then you don't eat healthy because you, ha- you are just rushing through your day. But um, do you think that is the, that's the main problem? It's, uh, it's, um, it's funny you mentioned that because actually like, at the end of the day, I'm a human being and uh, being a mom, having a business, working at a clinic, all of that, having my own also lifestyle, exercising and all of that. So you have to have a balance and it's not always easy. It doesn't seem like, okay, it's whatever you hear from practice and that's it. No, I find it also difficult to manage sometimes. And um, I, I would like to include myself in this category of people that you just mentioned and not exclude myself and say that I'm doing this or that because at uh, some points really like I always have to have like a snack to go uh, because I didn't have time to have a proper lunch while I had to take my time to have it and then have a properly made uh, lunch and, or meal. So um, I went into a routine to, in order to do that. And I would like to give you an advice and everyone as an advice uh, to do that. So what I did is that if someone's work is during the day, they're working on a uh, morning shift rather than an evening shift, then what they can do is that they can swap between lunch and dinner or even okay. breakfast and lunch and lunch and dinner. So why, what I did is that um, I usually have a sandwich or a salad to bring with me when I'm uh, going to work and I know that I'm gonna be there for some time and I wouldn't have time to order or some or even go to a restaurant or get food so what I do is that uh, I have my lunch with me I prepare it beforehand like a day before I prepare my sandwich to go and then what I do is that the meal the main meal is for me it's as a dinner we need to plan that's for sure that's something that yeah. as you're like you're doing your business like you're doing your meeting you have to have a meeting for yourself with your lunch a meeting for yourself for for dinner and then make that as a priority because i believe at some point if we're not eating properly then it's going to hit us as in our energy levels and we wouldn't be able to give more as mothers as parents as um friends or as just business owners that's right and you know i i really feel that uh because we are so rushed that we forget to uh, eat properly 
Um, and what do you think about snacking? I think that's great. I, I love snacking actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love this idea of tailoring to the needs of everyone. Each one of us is different. We cannot just have like a rule that just abides, that everyone has to abide by. It has to be actually personalized and it has to be something that suits you as you. Like you don't like big meals. Okay, why don't we have it as snacks? How often do you think that you need to snack? Because of course, if you're having a big meal, then that's going to be more sustainable than uh, just having a small snack. So it would yeah. be the frequency that's going to change the type of snack that would cover those needs for longer times. Because obviously sugar, for example, is going to be absorbed quickly and you're going to need something sooner than if you're having like a fruit. Uh, and I know it's not good for our bodies, right? Um, at least have like, I think they say like a two hour is that correct? Between your last meal and bedtime. Um, I don't know. That's my, my, what I know. Is that, do you believe in yeah. it? Uh, I believe in it because what happens is that it's not about our metabolism, uh, but it's also about the, the health. So we always have to think about it in a way that it's our physical health and our physique. So for the, let's say someone who's trying to maintain their weight or uh, lose weight, uh, and then someone that is trying to do it also for health reasons. So uh, the two hour gap, that's a very important rule for, uh, for everyone, because mainly when we're eating the food is in our stomach and it's going to take time for to digest. So what happens is that people that have high acidity and then they have reflux or heartburn, then if they lie down right away, right after the meal, then the meal is still in the stomach and then they're putting that pressure while lying down and the acidity is going to go and uh, kind of burn their, um, their uh, esophagus. And that's why they have that heartburn that we call a reflux. Mm -hmm. And one of the main things and habits to start doing as a prevention i would do it as a prevention because it's very common reflux and heartburn are very common so as a prevention and as um, a uh, let's say treatment or a cure or or a tool to stop having uh, the reflux and uh, heartburn mm. is to have at least two hours and of course as you said it should be something that is healthy because even if it's a small meal and then it's been three hours that we had that before bedtime, but then it was a very heavy meal and high in fat, then that's also going to take more time to digest. And uh, that's why it will still affect us, although we took it three hours before bedtime. So the composition of the meal is very important. Uh, the uh, How we cook it. The type of cooking is very important. And the oil and the, and the things that you use, right? I, I love olive oil. I always cook most of my things with olive oil. Now and then I will cook with uh, coconut oil. and But I love olive oil. I know we still have a lot of questions to go through, but I would like to know from you, Carla. Um, you said that... Um, You've got some recommendation for everybody about daily and weekly exercise. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So um, as I said before, I love to uh, tailor the approach to everyone. And then it's, uh, it's, 
the lifestyle, it has to be around food, but also around our activities, our daily activities. Mm -hmm. Of course, it depends on our type of job. If our job is mainly like an office uh, kind of job, or if it's something that we're running around outside, uh, we're just uh, walking a lot, that would be taken into consideration in our daily activities. But as per the exercise, for to have a benefit from the exercise, from our physical and uh, mental health, then we would need to reach at least 150 minutes per week of exercise. Mm -hmm. so and we can- like, how do you break it down in days? Yeah, yeah. so if we wanna break it down, it would be 30 to 60 minutes at five times a week. Okay. And uh, the recent recommendation, what's nice about it is that before the recommendation told us that we had to do at least 10 minutes of uh, bouts of exercise to get the benefit, to start getting the benefit out of it. But now it's actually uh, the recommendation just, um, just are new now since 2020. And the recent recommendations actually tell us that any amount of exercise is better than nothing. Mm -hmm. There's no need for uh, to do bouts of exercise anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just about doing anything like let's say 30 minutes, it can be 10, 10, 10, or five, uh, six times uh, a day. So as long as we're focusing on how many minutes we're doing and the type of activities, it should be like a moderate activity. Uh, like we're not walking slowly, but rather we're like on a pace a little bit. Uh, we're increasing the pace. And uh, the, re the recent recommendations actually also are recommending uh, strength exercise, at least three times a week in order for us to prevent from uh, bone fractures and to uh, increase like increase the toning of the muscles and uh, decrease the muscle loss that usually happens with age. So what I like to focus on is mainly the physical uh, benefits of exercise as well as mental. Physical activity is good, of course, for our blood circulation to prevent all the chronic diseases for our uh, good arteries, good uh, capillary system, respiratory system. Uh, are, and also, I would like to really, really stress on the mental uh, health benefit of exercise. It has been shown actually with studies that it decreases the level of depression. It would even give us that stamina and that happiness because of the, uh, the hormones uh, that we are actually secreting while we're exercising. So mm -hmm. it's, it's nice to not look at it from only the perspective of how we look, but actually not, but also not only as a preventive measure, but also as something that can give us like a quick results, just go exercise and see your energy levels, how you feel, how you, how you're really like, you're, you're happy, you're happy yes. after an exercise, like you're not going to regret it. That's for sure. Yes. No, that's very true. Kana. I agree with you. Those endorphins, right? Everything that is done is, as over is, not good for us, obviously, either overeating, overtraining, everything that is not, that is over, it's going to have to have a balance. So overeating, um, we always, I like to link overeating to our psychological status. Mm. I truly believe that there's a high link, a very, very, very high link between our 
uh, emotional status and our uh, eating habits. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that if we dig in, it could be as small as I was, I got triggered today by something stressful, or it could be something like that came from a past experience, like a childhood experience. And it could be as simple as uh, you're just um, overloaded with work or with at home. So, or you're just feeling happy. Sometimes it would go for overeating. So these are the things that we have to pinpoint. There is always a cause and a reason why we eat the way we eat. And once we start analyzing those things and once we start digging in and getting the, to the cause, to the root cause, we find most of the time it's related to our childhood. Yeah. It's like, like as a, uh, as your mom, I'm sure maybe your mom said that. Uh, so finish your plate. You have to finish your plate. You know, and that's something that we think, okay, I have to finish my plate because I have to eat. All right. But then that would be taking this with us as adults. That would be become something that we're not listening to our body when it's coming to eating uh, as much as we have and uh, as much as we should and uh, ignoring our hunger and fullness cues. And this is how it starts with the overeating, just as simple as an advice was by our mothers to finish So I think uh, one we are, uh, why our parents told us finish your plate was because they knew all the preparation that went into it. You know, they don't want to waste any food because in my family now, we, we hate wasting. And if I can just see how many restaurants are wasting food, my heart really (laughs) gets so, you know, upset because of waste, um, if you're a parent, don't force them to finish if they, you know, if you if you struggle to feed them something like broccoli or uh, that's understandable to help them to, to get that nutrition in. But overeating in uh, children these days is also a very big issue. So... I asked you about overeating, but what is the signs of overtraining? So, um, yeah, Uh, I wanted to say, though, uh, one comment uh, when you said about our parents telling us to finish our plate. Yeah, it's true. It was kind of not not to uh, waste the food, but also it started way back, way before that, when food wasn't as much available. And then you'll have to take that as a uh, like as an energy so you can store it in your body. And then once you don't have food available, then you can use it later as an energy as you're uh, using that energy from your uh, stored fat. Uh, and this is how it came. And this is how it started. So these things has just started with something, but then they got to the wrong end of things and uh, like you i hate food wasting we try as much as possible to uh, um, in our family we try as much as possible to limit uh, food wasting mm-hmm. uh, we try as much as possible to uh, like plan our meals as well as i said in the beginning and this is how we're trying now to uh, limit the food wasting especially with a baby uh, you see a lot of uh, food not being finished and uh, yes. uh, you can see that now that how it's happening, you know. 
Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, for the for the overtraining. So, um, yeah, uh, as I said, everything that is done in like over or under, that's not good for us. Even exercising more than the usual is not enough. It's not good. Uh, so um, what I would like to stress here is to listen to our body, uh, because we can I cannot say that X amount of exercise would be harmful for someone and beneficial for someone else. I cannot say that there's a set amount of or time of exercise that could be, be beneficial. But what I would say that we have to look for the signs that is telling us that they are telling us that, OK, I am overdoing it. Um, signs can start as a simple like fatigue, uh, low stamina, low energy, uh, but then it can go further than that while actually overtraining is affecting our immunity and we start getting low immunity with chronic colds, we start affecting uh, more with injuries like chronic tendonitis, uh, and then it could go to more severe where it's affecting our hormonal balance and uh, some uh, women actually stop getting their period. Uh, you get to a point where your body is resisting it and then you see some weight gain sometimes. Yeah. So, um, and then with a hormonal change, it could also affect your sleeping habits. You can get insomnia. So these are things that we have to look out for to see if let's say it starts with more than two days of muscle soreness and like really, uh, really like deep muscle soreness, then we should look out for those uh, symptoms. Am I getting too tired, fatigued? Yeah. Uh, I don't have the energy. Then we should look for these signs and start to tailor it. Make sure that we're at least, at least having two days of rest a week or one, or at least one day. Mm. Or oh, go to bed earlier, make a routine, put down the phone earlier. Um, so what is a healthy diet? And this will be the last question before we go into the giveaway. Okay, so uh, as I said that, uh, for me, it's very important to personalize uh, things. But if we want to talk about general guidelines of a healthy diet, I do believe that everything should be in moderation. It's not about not having a certain food or having a certain food in a lot of quantity, but rather having a balance of all the food groups that should be there, vegetables, fruits, carbs, protein, uh, dairy products, all those things have to be in balance. Yeah. If someone like, for example, is vegetarian or vegan, then we should so, uh, check for the sources of protein and as uh, plant protein rather than animal protein, focusing more on the legumes and the beans rather mm -hmm. than uh, the uh, the meat and uh, chicken and poultry. Um, and it's very, for, for me, what I like to, like as a tip, maybe to take it uh, with you and all of you, is that uh, let's say that's the plate, make half of your plate uh, vegetables, that's for the main meals, quarter of it carbs, and the uh, quarter of it is uh, protein. Okay. So for example, as a, as a vegetarian, what can be as protein as your beans, the carbs would be some rice and then the vegetables, either raw vegetables or uh, cooked vegetables. Mm -hmm. And it's very important within this plate to make sure that the fat content 
as of the meal when we're adding the fat as like cooking method should be as much as possible a healthy cooking method. Even if we're using some oil, we should use some oil, um, whatever the uh, whatever the origin of this oil is, we should still make sure that it's a moderate amount. Uh, as for the sugar, we all know that it should be limited. Um, and I think that of course, moderation is really good. So if you want to have a chocolate, of course, I don't believe in restriction because I believe that it's going to bounce back at some point. Once you restrict yourself, then you're going to be all in either at a time in your life or as a teenager, for example, for our kids when they when they grow up and then they are responsible for their own habits because they've been restricted so long, then they will be all in for soft drinks and fast food and these things. Okay. So I believe in moderation and it's very important for everyone to do so in order to have a balanced uh, diet. That's lovely. Thank you so much. That's a very, Thanks. very good advice for everybody to take heart. Um, I I have a very special um, chocolate that I make myself. And so if you're in the mood, I'm sure you know about, you know, you take your healthy sugar and your cacao and you have like, you can add, um, you know, your coconut oil with it. And then you can add anything nuts inside there. And it's a lovely um, dessert that you can make, prepare yourself and still, if you have that, you feel like, you know, you, you had chocolate, but it was at least healthy, healthy fats, everything healthy in there. And the better part is you've made it. So, and it's true. Yeah. So people should look at alternatives as well. Yeah. They, uh, you know, I know it's easy to go and buy the chocolate and eat it right away, but uh, you know, if you make a big batch yourself, you can always keep it in the fridge. And yeah, it's so easy. Um, and also you teach your, if you have children, you teach your children how to prepare these things. Yeah. So they take yeah. it with them. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree because uh, at the end we are role models for our uh, for our kids, and uh, we we actually do that with certain things uh, when it comes to uh, to preparing things. For example, like we prepare our own peanut butter for uh, for my baby, and that's something very simple to do. And but then if you if you um, start doing those small changes then you start feeling that oh okay i prepared my own peanut butter that's great and then you'll upscale it a little and as you said like i know that a lot of people are rushed and they don't have time but the most important thing is that if we plan it and we prepare a batch in advance then that's something that is going to last like the peanut butter will will last us a month or even more than that when we prepare it oh, so yeah. it's nice to oh. it's nice to do such things um, I'm a little bit hungry now after all this brown <laughs> chocolate and peanut butter and <laughs> vegetable. Um, Carla, I would like to share your social media account. Which account do you use the most? So uh, I use V, V Teams, V I E. Is that on Instagram? Instagram or? and uh, my Facebook page is also V, uh, V I E. And that, um, that's so easy for everybody to just search up. So on Instagram, I'm going to share quickly your Instagram page. Okay, let's go there. Uh, everybody can see. Here it is. Mm -hmm. Great. So 
V teams, and um, you can read all about Carla's business. Oh, and this is your baby. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> okay, so you are giving some advice here and some motivational uh, quotes, I see. Okay, so people, go on Carla's uh, Instagram, follow her, and yeah, I think it's a great idea if people can ask you as well, you know, if they have something um, that's bothering them about their diet, I'm sure you all will be more than happy to help. Carla, can you please um, tell us, you have a giveaway, you want to be in the giveaway. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so I would love to uh, for the winner to get a, an online uh, session with me um, and um, good luck. <laughs> good luck. So we will do a giveaway uh, video as well. So everybody, please comment on the giveaway video um, because we will take all the comments from there and we will put you in the. The, the, the draw for this lovely session with Carla. Um, it's going to be fantastic. If you have some questions, follow her on Instagram and send her a message or on Facebook. Carla, thank you so much. All your details will be on this video and um, everybody will be able to see it and follow you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was really nice uh, talking to you. It's lovely having you on the show. Thanks a lot, Karna.